It's now time for your Election Crimes Bulletin with Greg Pallast. And this is Dennis Bernstein with Greg Pallast. You hear this on Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. And, Greg, I just want to start off with a couple of quick headlines here. Here's one about the Attorney General. He had a press conference with no conference part. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Thursday that the Justice Department had filed a motion to unseal a search warrant and property receipt from the FBI's recent search of former President Donald Trump's Marga Lago estate. It looks, Greg, there like the the folks uh, who uh, helped to take care of him are trying to take care of him in a different way. But let me just add this into the mix, and then I want you to comment. Here's, uh, this is coming out of uh, Ohio. The armed man who tried to storm the FBI's Cincinnati office on Thursday before getting into a shootout with cops that left him dead in Ohio cornfield appeared to be a conspiracy-addled Trump superfan, Trump superfan, who told his followers on Truth Social that he was ready for combat after the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. He, by the way, was also, guess where? On in January, yeah, at the insurrection. Greg, we've talked about the situation growing more and more violent, and we're seeing that happen. Attacking the FBI? That's pretty amazing. Well, in fact, uh, yes, actually, the amount of, of violence, having just come back from Georgia, um, it, it ain't pretend there were guys in, in the film that I'm, uh, cre- that I'm working on right now. Um, Investigating out down there, there was the reenactment by the by so-called reenactment by uh, the Civil War aficionados. The one single battle that the that the rebels won outside of Atlanta, they they redid that battle. But it was interesting talking to the kind of spectators and reenactors. They said, "Why are you here?" They said, "For our Confederate uh, to support the Confederate history." I said. Um, well, isn't that war over? And he said, nope, the Confederacy is not over and the South will rise again. And then they started talking about how they'd already picked out the high points at the, you know, the Peachtree Hotels in downtown Atlanta waiting for that moment. Remember Trump's uh, statement to the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Well, they're still standing back and they're still standing by and they are armed to the teeth. And this ain't no joke. So, yes. So obviously the armed reaction to the FBI raid. But let's get a little into that FBI raid because there's all we you know that most of the media has just simply covered it as well. You know, the FBI, uh, how dare they break into um, even uh, Pence was saying, how dare they break into a former president's residence? This is unprecedented. Well, you know, a lot of things about Trump are unprecedented. If you take box, if you take government property. That isn't yours. And he took many boxes. We know at least 15 and looked like uh, counting at the outside of the truck. There was a photo about 30 big banker boxes and big crates of, of documents. They aren't his. They belong to you and me. They are the public's documents. In fact, it was a guy named Donald Trump. Are you ready for this? Who signed a law when he was president. That's right. Uh, saying that it is a crime for a president or anyone with control of presidential papers, to illegally remove those papers. And that was because, if you remember, they were all berserko about Hillary Clinton's emails. And so so Trump himself, he's being raided based on the law that he himself signed and pushed. That's saying if you grab presidential, if you grab official documents and bury them or eliminate them, 
you go to prison. And by the way, that law has one other piece of, uh, of punishment that Trump came up with, which is that if you get caught removing presidential papers illegally, you can't run for federal public office. So this is real, real serious for Mr. Trump. And this is, again, the law he crafted to try to um, hopefully ensnare and uh, imprison Hillary Clinton or get her uh, barred from running for office again. But now it may be that he's he's the man who's going to get literally hoist on his own petard legally. Uh, it's By the way, this, this presidential records issue goes back to Richard Nixon, who was very good at... at um, creating false papers as we know the so let's before we get so excited about the wonderful fbi they are at the center of the fake creation of documents the cointelpro program misused by nixon and that led to the 1978 presidential records act so what we're talking about is is a a series of laws based on abuses and by the way i do think that hillary clinton did abuse the law come on she didn't know that that you're supposed to that that public papers are are public and not private um there's also, when they said that this has never happened before, in fact, Hillary Clinton's servers were seized ultimately by the FBI. Um, and uh, they did check in her home in Chappaqua, which is the, the former, you know, is also the home of former President uh, Bill Clinton. So, no, this is not unprecedented. Uh, but again, uh, in that case, they were technically looking not for the presidential papers, but for a potential future president and the secretary of state. So, But this is not that un- unusual, except that Trump is unusual. The FBI, by the way, this has nothing to do with the January 6th hearings. This is a very separate federal grand jury that was impaneled at the request of the National Archives, which said papers are missing. Uh, you know, you... <laughs> And you could tell that because I know when I work with these federal agencies, these things are numbered and stamped. And also when I do investigations, you have a letter responding to a letter, but you didn't right. see the original letter. It's it's very hard to run off with the documents and bury them. Uh, there's real questions because these were documents which included national security material, which would not have anything to do with the January 6th hearings. My curiosity has to do with whether it included Oh, you know, why would Trump grab the stuff? You know, uh, the answer might be, and again, I'm always afraid to speculate, but I have done these investigations. Remember, uh, Trump was impeached over threatening Ukraine with disarming Ukraine. Imagine if he'd gotten away with that today. Can you imagine? Trump tried to disarm uh, no. Ukraine, and there may be, there may be, it might, it's kind of a, has, would have even, it's quite consequential. So that might be in that information, because uh, why would he be taking national security documents and hiding them away? Now, and, and let me add a few other things. We know from a, an informer who got to Newsweek that it was someone very close to Trump, one of the people close to Trump who running Mar-a-Lago who happened to know where all these papers were hidden. And what caused the raid was that the FBI had actually a very positive relationship with Trump, and the, and um, they had asked his lawyers, they said, listen, we understand that you have some, uh, from the National Archives, that you have um, in uh, boxes of presidential documents. You can't have those. But, you know, before we determine whether they are public or private documents, just lock them up. They actually went to Mar-a-Lago in June. 
So this is not new. They went to Mar-a-Lago in June, but it was very friendly, and they just said, listen, just, just lock those things away and have heavier locks than you have right now. We need to keep those secure. But it was only when they got an informer to say they jacked the FBI. They told you about the 15 boxes in that room, but there are other boxes in two other rooms, in his bedroom and in another room. So that's when you lie to the FBI, that creates a bit of a problem. And that's when they decided that they couldn't tip him off because obviously the, the sentiment was that he was, um, you know, saying, oh, that's, you know, telling him there's the only 15 boxes. In fact, he had a lot more that he was hiding and why. So that's why they had to do the raid. Though I will say, uh, unusually for the FBI, they did not wear any FBI identification and they carried no weapons. Wouldn't you like to have that kind of nice kid glove yeah. treatment, Dennis? Yeah, well, we, the FBI have, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that uh, the African-American people of color uh, population uh, percentage that make up the FBI is probably about less than 1%. The FBI has a reputation for being a racist organization. I'm sorry, I'm not going to feel bad about them either. And everybody knows that if it was black and brown people who were uh, carrying forth with an insurrection, there would have been blood everywhere, and it would have been the blood of black and brown people. So we know uh, that there's another story here, and it has to do with the, the inability of the white FBI to deal with terrorism at the roots, which they've known for decades, right, right, uh, right uh, Greg, that it's, it's white. Well, what's interesting here is that the FBI seemed to have been dragged into this. It's not like that they were aggressively trying to go after Trump. In fact, it was the National right. Archives, which you just think of as kind of like a fancy library. It was the National Archives, right. which is very right. upset. It's their job to keep control of those papers. You can't just take off with papers. They are not yours. It's a government of, by, and for the people. It's not of, by, and for Donald Trump or the Trump Organization. And that's very, very important. These are our documents. He stole them from us. It is a form of theft, and it is very dangerous stuff because we also need to know what our government is doing. And that's why the law was passed originally in 1978 because Richard Nixon, Tricky Dick, uh, was, uh, as you know, uh, very good at uh, either creating documents or burying them. So, this, again, this is not the FBI. You can almost see when you watched uh, our attorney general, Merrick Garland, uh, at his press conference today. He almost seemed like, I wish I weren't here. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> it's not the FBI. It was the National Archives. They required uh, justice to impanel a grand jury, and the grand jury made the decision, and a Florida judge uh, granted the uh, uh, the the warrant for the raid. So this is really, it's not really even about the FBI getting tough or taking on Trump or any of that. It's um, literally, they were forced to make this move by the courts and the National Archives. So bless the National Archives. You never usually think of them as the tough guys on, on the street. All right, you're listening to the Election Crimes Bulletin. We are, we are running out of time because we had a hard time getting started. But Greg, um, everybody knows still... At this point, in terms of Trump, it's what's happening in Georgia. It's what's happening through the DA, uh, which is most precise in terms of the ability to go after Trump. Uh, is that case proceeding apace? Well, I think that that's the – well, interestingly, I think this National Archives problem is a big one for Trump because oh, that's it a is big the one law. For Trump too, absolutely. It, because he signed the law saying that if you are 
found guilty, you can't run for federal office. And so this could be oh, this right. could actually be the, the the killer one for him. But on in terms of actually going uh, and serving um, uh, serving on a chain gang, that's going to be the Georgia uh, district attorney. <laughs> the Georgia, uh, that's I, the Georgia <laughs> chain gang. <laughs> the uh, right, it'd be like uh, a Paul Newman and. In uh, HUD or whatever film that was, give right? that guy a sledgehammer. Make it yeah, heavy. like will he and be allowed to wear? I want to know. Will he be allowed to have his red tie? And he won't get a comb. He won't be allowed the comb over either. By the McDonald's, way, McDonald's, that's a, Big Burger. Uh, <laughs> so well, of course, I know you, know, you can get those at like Rikers that. Island. <laughs> I, I, I do know that that guys like Trump, if they ever do serve, um, uh, they serve in places with tennis courts. I've I've seen them exactly. Uh, like like there's a there's a so-called prison in in La Jolla that I would love. I'd be willing to pay a, a fair amount of money to spend a weekend there. It has tennis yeah. courts, view of the ocean. This is for the white collar criminals, basically to take a break. I know one okay. who actually literally was a, was uh, Stop. assigned. Give me the sixty-second version of what's happening in that <laughs> in Atlanta, please. In Atlanta, okay. okay. The the key thing is that you have a, a a tough district attorney who is slowly building a case, and um, at, and it looks like it could take down, if not Trump, a lot of people around him, like Cleta Mitchell. Yeah who is uh, one of the key people behind groups like True the Vote. You can't remove this from the vote suppression activity. So she's involved in convincing Trump and others were involved in convincing Trump to have an alternative slate of electors for the uh, for the presidential vote. And that ain't in the Constitution. There, you know, we did we have had constitutional crises. There are elector fights over elector slates. But he literally just like pulled a bunch of names of his cronies and said that they were voted in by the people of Georgia. Well, I'm sorry, their names weren't even on the ballot. You can't, and that re, that involves when you do transmit that. Interestingly, again, it's once again in the National Archives. When you tr uh, transmit your list of electors to the National Archives. And it's a false list. It's it's made up of people who've never even been on a ballot. That's wire fraud. That's a federal crime. You do two, three federal crimes like that, and they're also state crimes because under Georgia's racketeering law, which is tougher than the federal law, that is when I say tougher, it's easier to prove your case. And I've done racketeering cases for the Justice Department as chief investigator, and um, it's going to be a tough way for I don't know how Trump's going to wiggle out of uh, indictment in Georgia at this moment. I, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not saying for or against it. I'm just going to say that if there's one danger here of, of of his indictment, that's it. But the National Archives thing is now serious and it's in the hands of a grand jury. Right. So and Trump has how... now really a very serious. Uh, he's got a problem by the law. <laughs> he's he signed. Problem. I, and I think he was outmaneuvered by the attorney general here. This was like a. This was a beautiful way to go at Trump. You know, he didn't make it public. You know, he want. You know, it was up to Trump. But since Trump, made right? The, well, they they made, they made the a big deal that public. they made a big deal that uh, they wanted to do the raid when Trump was not there. So they knew he was at his golf course in Bedminster in in Jersey. That's why they did the raid at the time that they did it. Because in June, when they did show up, and it was friendly, you know, they were let in, you know, they were brought in with the door, and Trump had his attorneys. Trump even came in and shook hands with the FBI agents yeah. and said, whatever yeah. we can do I for like you, that. whatever we can get for you, just ask. And I hate to say it, that bit of friendliness is defrauding 
the FBI. You're misleading the FBI by saying, look, we're, we're being open. We're giving you everything. Here I am in the room. What, do you, what questions do you have? The question will be whether Donald Trump knew that he had some extra goodies in his bedroom. And that's <laughs> a problem. I mean, here. I do. <laughs> did, did he know about yeah, that? Be, is this, is besides this eating bed, cookies and bread, was he? President, <laughs> this, this is, are these your well, I got to add one. Bed? I do have to add very one quickly, thing, Dennis. 30 seconds. Very, very 30 quickly seconds. because because it was Hillary Clinton's logs for the Rose Law Firm, which could have put right. her in prison, which were in fact kept those uh, uh, legal those time logs were kept under her bed at the White House. So we've been here before. <laughs> there you go. All right. Stranger things have happened. Maybe that's Greg Palast at gregpalast.com. It's the Election Crimes Bulletin. We do it every Thursday with Greg. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio.